Last night, the 2019 Phillies did what the 2019 Phillies do. And after taking two of three in New York against the Mets, building a little momentum, winning two in a row after a really tough loss on Friday night, the Phillies predictably come home for a monster four-game series against the division-leading Atlanta Braves, and they lay an egg. It it was so predictable. We all should have seen this coming. I did see this coming. It's not surprising. I I did not expect this team to to suddenly change their stripes, but it was still nonetheless disappointing. We'll dive into it all. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. We will dive into yesterday's frustrating day in Phillies action yet again. Also a uh, somewhat scathing Ken Rosenthal piece on The Athletic about the Phillies front office. We'll get into that as well. Some interesting nuggets in there. But first, unfortunately, why don't we go back to yesterday as the Phillies, again, coming off a... um, Taking two or three from the Mets and somehow, you know, staying alive in this wildcard race, which they they probably will continue to do here, but they're not going to make the playoffs because they're just they're not going to go on a run enough. They're not going to win enough games. They just don't. They they do what they do, which is after winning two in a row against the Mets, they come back and at home against the Braves with your ace on the hill. They stink it up. On both aspects of the game, Aaron Nola, not great, folks. Aaron Nola, uh, three out of his last four starts has been uh, bad, uh, just to call it a word. Uh, Settled in after a really rough start, but ultimately Nola just unable to get it done. Ends up going six innings, which was nice, uh, considering how much he struggled early as he gave up the four runs he would give up in the first two innings just... Uh, right off the jump, Ronald Acuna just smokes a ball into left center field uh, into the bleachers, and it was off and running, and then all of a sudden the Phillies are down 4 nothing. Then they get a run back in the fifth on a Corey Dickerson homer, and then it's 7 uh, 7-1 all of a sudden. It's Josh Donaldson a homer in the seventh, and then Cesar a meaningless homer in the ninth. They made it 7-2, but Noel just wasn't good enough, and he did settle in, and he did piss better, but ultimately six innings. Four earned, four walks, six hits allowed. Uh, just wasn't good enough. The Phillies never recovered. Granted, we'll get to the offense not being good enough because it wasn't. But uh, really, just a another disappointing start from Nola. And it's a shame because you felt like uh, coming in to this stretch run, as it were, that The one thing you could count on was Aaron Nola, that he was pitching so well for a stretch there. And, you know, I don't know if it's the the pitching every fifth day. That seems like it shouldn't be, but maybe it is. Um, Because ever since they did that, the three out of the four starts, he's just not been good enough. He just hasn't been good enough. The the only start he's had out of the four that was was solid was, uh, you know, in that game, the Mets series prior to this past one. Uh, the the game where they ultimately end up going down 11-1, but he couldn't get through the seventh inning, but pitched six and a third of one-run ball, and then Jose Alvarez came in and got a couple big outs. But ultimately, um, was not good enough. Uh, you know, three out of the last four starts was, was bad, and this team has so counted on him and um, really needed him 
to be the ace that we all have seen him be and, and expected him to be. And he hasn't been. And it's really been an issue for this team because this team, as we know, is not good enough from a pitching perspective in any phase to account for the one guy you can count on not being good. It's uh it's really a disaster and it's you know part of the reason they're so frustrating and Nola yet again just wasn't good enough. Uh and you know you worry a little bit about him in September wasn't great last September comparative to the rest of the season. So um you hope for the best but you're certainly starting to worry about Nola's ERA on the season at three seven zero so Certainly taking a hit lately. Not great. As uh, Nick Bavetta comes in, also gives up that through on Umber Donaldson. Is what a what a disappointment Nick Bavetta has been this season. Um, just a obviously a disappointment as a starter, as someone who and you know look the front office is part to, to blame here, but someone they build as a breakout guy and someone that everyone felt had a real chance to you know, step into the role of a two or a three for this team. And you know, he, not only was he horrendous in that role and sends the Myers then comes back and, you know, gives us a glimpse of this potential, you know, multi-inning reliever weapon that they could have. Uh, uh, and then, you know, becomes Nick Bavetta again, a guy who just doesn't have the mental fortitude to, to succeed in the major leagues right now. He just doesn't. He, uh, you know, he spirals. He's never able to, to have any way to battle through things. He's just a massive disappointment. And, a, again, a big reason why they are where they are right now. Uh, as Obviously, nothing has gone right for the staff, but he's certainly, I think actually you could say, obviously injuries are one thing, but Nick Pavetta, I think the biggest disappointment on this pitching staff this season. Um, and that includes Aaron Nola not being as good as we would hope, especially lately. But uh, just uh, really, I mean, Nick Pavetta, I mean, Arietta was what we expected. Eflin has been um, really horrendous for a stretch there, but has had some good times as well. But uh, Nick Pavetta was the guy we expected to bust out. And uh, again, that did not happen. And he is Really, just a major, major disappointment. And uh, we saw again last night. And then flipping over the other side of the ball, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. This Phillies offense. Mike Fultonavich, a guy who, with a start last night where he goes seven innings, one earned run, seven strikeouts, three hits, no walks, a guy who, with that performance, now has an ERA at five. Five, zero, zero. I. <laughs> Just a really disappointing night. Bryce Harper back in the lineup. That was awesome to see. And uh, obviously that's crucial for the squad going forward that he's healthy. He did not have a good night. 0 for 4, 1 strikeout. But uh, nice to see him back in the lineup. Really, no one had a good night. Cesar hits that homer in the ninth, 1 for 4 with that home run. Uh, JT, who's been hot, average up uh, above 280 uh, recently. Um, he's 1 for 4. Uh, Hoskins one for four. Corey Dickerson hits that homer. He's one for four, and and that's it. Brad Miller had a weird pinch hit single that was like a kind of a weird knuckleball that rolled in, you know, rolled kind of pivoted in. It was a strange play, but that was it too. But the team only gets five hits. Just shut down, shut down by Mike Fultonavich in a massive must-win series at home. 
with the playoffs on the line against a team that, sure, they're playing for home field advantage in the playoffs, but still three and a half behind the Dodgers. Long odds and um, just nothing. And look, the Phillies, knowing this team, I, I think they probably win two of the next three games against the Braves. I don't think they'll win three or four, but look, they could also just grumble. I, I, I've been impressed with the fact they haven't um, given up and they, they seem to keep fighting back. Obviously not last night, but you know, uh, um, they're just not good enough. I mean, you watch the Braves. Braves are such a better team. They're so much better. I mean, Acuna, that dude is way better than anyone the Phillies have. Freddie Freeman is so good. Ozzie Alves, Josh Donaldson. They're so well put together. And we'll get to more about the Braves and the Ken Rosenthal evisceration of the front office, if you want to call it that. But um, it wasn't an evisceration. That's not fair. But it was certainly a, a critique Let's call it that, but we'll get to that. Uh, I just, you know, really disappointing showing, to, to say the least, and, uh, you know, from an offense that um, just needs to do more, especially at home in that game against a guy you should be able to get some hits off of. And uh, uh, granted, you know, Nola not bringing it sucks. But Nola sucked early, and then he settled in, and he gave him six innings of four-run ball. If you got to score some runs there, close the gap, and and you hope Nick Pavetta doesn't come in then, maybe. Uh, but I, I just a uh, a really disappointing thing. And, you, and again, you look at this Braves team; they're just so much better, and they have a better farm system. They're more well put together. But um, it was definitely a frustrating game last night, and you hope that they can bounce back and that they can make a series of it and the schedule doesn't get any easier. They have the Braves again in Atlanta. But, uh, look, I, I'm not I'm not crazy over-the-top disappointed last night just because I wasn't surprised by it. This team just isn't that good. I've said that for a while, and it's just it is what it is. And they'll, they'll compete, they'll stay in it, but they're they're just not good enough. And... Ultimately, you know, especially they're not good enough. If Aaron Nola is not going to give them ace Aaron Nola, they have, they have no chance. Um, and regardless, they, they just don't they just don't have it. And to expect anything else would be foolish. And ultimately, last night they didn't have it, and they lose 7-2. And, you know, they make it harder on themselves. They just can't get on a run. They can't seem to build on any sort of momentum. It, it seems like this team is never able to win a few games in a row and start to feel it and start to get a groove going. And again, I think we saw both sides of that last night. The fact that Nola can't do what they need him to do, then the fact that this bullpen and this pitching staff in general is just a, a disaster right now, really a disaster, um, it is an issue. But you also see that, that there are nights where the offense just doesn't show up, and that can't happen in their situation right now that I mean you look at a lineup and again it's not fair because they're way 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 better but a lamp like the Astros I mean it seems like they put up double digit runs every night they obviously don't but man they score a lot of runs this Phillies team doesn't score a lot of runs and they certainly don't do it on a consistent basis and they certainly don't seem to do it in a lot of spots where you really want them to and you really need them to. And uh, and that's why they're ultimately not going to make the playoffs. And last night, just another example. Coming up, speaking of not making the playoffs, uh, Ken Rosenthal, as I mentioned, a um, really strong critique and interesting discussions 
about some certain things on an article on The Athletic. We'll dive into that coming up. There's some real interesting nuggets to pull out of there as well. And then uh, look ahead to game two of the Brave series. The Phillies need a win. That's for, for damn sure. We'll dive into that see what uh, what the chances are with that as well and a whole lot more. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today. James Seltzer as we come off a frustrating and disappointing Phillies loss last night against the Braves. Back at it tonight. We'll dive into that coming up. But first, I want to talk about a um, really interesting piece on The Athletic. Ken Rosenthal, of course, a uh, you know one of the preeminent baseball reporters, uh, Major League Baseball reporters, and uh, writes for The Athletic, covers the, the sport for The Athletic, reports on the sport, and uh, very plugged in, and had a really uh, interesting and thoughtful and, and you know fair criticism of the front office and a piece on The Athletic. And he started uh, kind of talking about the situation the Phillies in. He talked about how, you know, attempting to make the playoffs and talking about Andy McPhail and how this front office, despite wanting to make the playoffs this year, has not really shown a aggressiveness to actually do so. And he understands the balancing and the long-term approach, but, um, you know, there's a Phillies team that, you know, has uh, planned to make that their plan was to be the, the quickest rebuild, even though that was such a, a BS, even though that was such a, uh, you know, a, 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 a glossing over of what was really happening. But, but ultimately, he said if that's their plan, they didn't really show that to anybody. You look at a team like the Braves, and granted, these moves haven't worked out, all of them, some have, but. The Braves go out and sign Dallas Keuchel, which is just money. And there's a line that uh, Rosenthal brings up uh, in his piece. He says, still, the threshold is not a hard cap, talking about the luxury tax. Uh, and money is perhaps the Phillies' biggest advantage over their NLE's rivals, given the willingness of their owner, John Middleton, to spend. And I've said that forever, that when you look at a team like the Braves and then the Phillies, uh, uh, the Braves, uh, obviously, as we just talked about, have a... Better major league roster, no credit. They have a better minor league roster. You know, they have a better minor league system. They have more depth. They have more talent. They are just a way better organization top to bottom. The one thing that they don't have that the Phillies do to the same level is money. The Phillies are a big market team. They have the ability to spend. They are the 11th highest payroll in baseball last I checked. They should be top five. When they were winning World Series with the 08 team, they were top five. That's what they have to be. And they have to be willing to go into the luxury tax. It's not a hard cap, as Rosenthal said. So that this offseason is going to be massive for that, obviously. But um, Rosenthal goes on. And uh, there was some interesting stuff. I want to read you a couple of passages from it. Um, and uh, he's talking about um, the front office's decisions to um, to not uh, make moves at the trade deadline and uh, to not really build in on this team. And he says, yeah, once the Phillies began to slump, their front office's thinking was, we don't want to go all out for the chance to play in a wild card game and then face the Dodgers in the division series. Rosenthal says, an honest assessment perhaps, but also defeatist, sending the wrong message to players and fans. 
The Phillies were not the only team decimated by injuries. Anyone paying attention to the Yankees? How about the Nationals? What about uh, earlier this season? What about just to name a few other contenders, the Athletics, Twins, Rays, and yes, even the Braves? And these are all great points by Rosenthal. Is, you know, it's things we've talked about, and he does mention the if we don't, we don't comment for McPhail. And look, I don't think it's smart to message like that to your fan base, like Rosenthal is alluding to. I am very with him on that. I think that you know, you, you have to treat your fan base that in the that they are smart, which they are, and to not talk down to them and to give them a product they deserve. And there's a fan base that supports a team, and you know we, we're not going into that discussion. But the the bigger discussion for me is the point of the players themselves, the organization. You know their lack of willingness to make moves to go out and just pay money for someone like Keiko or Kimbrel. Whether those moves would have worked out here or not, we don't know. Situation is everything, but. Those guys, all you do is spend money or to go out and trade for someone or you take on a contract or to go out and trade for, again, they didn't even trade for guys like Tanner Roark. They didn't even make moves for, for ancillary solid guys. I mean, they could have made moves and not spent a bunch of money or not given up a bunch of assets. There were trades to be had. They just didn't do it. They didn't do anything to say, we believe in this team, we're going for it. And I've talked a ton about that, about how it's, certainly something that that did not instill faith in that clubhouse. That clubhouse certainly wasn't ready to go to war for Matt Clentag and the, the Phillies and, and go out and, and, and they certainly didn't feel like they believed in them, I'm sure. And to his point as well, there's so many organizations. The Yankees, that was like the whole talking point of the early part of the season was, oh, oh wow, look at the Yankees. They got everyone that is, is injured, the whole team. And they were. And yet they, they have one of the best records of baseball. They've just been amazing. I mean, come on. You don't just let these things cripple your season. It's, it's not an acceptable excuse. So I'm very with Rosenthal there. Some other interesting things to know, and then we'll get back to the overall heart of it. But uh, he does talk about Chris Young, and he says this, which I thought was really interesting, you know, thinking about whether Chris Young will be here next season. He says, The Phillies' promotion of Young last November was triggered in part by other teams offering to make him their head pitching coach. Club officials did not want to lose Young, believing his game planning was a major factor in the success of their young pitchers early part of last season. He says Kranitz, in their view, did not offer as much substance. He goes on to say, But Young, from every indication, does not connect with his pitchers the way Kranitz did. And the team replaced hitting coach John Maley with former manager Charlie Manuel on August 13th and might be looking for a new pitching coach. That is something to take note of just because Rosenthal is plugged in and he doesn't always just throw things in there. Um, interesting. Chris Young is certainly not a stellar first year, and if he's not connecting with the pitchers, that's a, a big miss by the Phillies. And sometimes just because other teams are coming for someone doesn't mean that that's the right person for you, and it looks like that could be the case. We don't know. Also, interesting nugget on Kapler from Rosenthal. He says, The future of second-year second manager Gabe Kapler also is not secure. Interesting. He says, particularly if the Phillies miss the postseason, which is likely, that's me adding it, which is likely. Rosenthal says, an owner Middleton reaches the same point of exasperation that prompted him to advocate for the change in hitting coaches. And while Klentag is signed through 22, the scrutiny on him will only increase if Middleton deems Kapler, the GM's handbag manager, to be a failure in the role. That is really interesting stuff because I think, you know, everything we've heard about the chance of Kapler staying if they don't make the playoffs has been pretty rosy and that Bob Nightingale piece about how much front office loves him. Interesting. And again, these are some inferences made from Rosenthal. I wouldn't take it as fact or anything. He's not reporting it, but 
interesting. Very interesting. As uh, I, you know, it would be interesting, especially depending on how they play down the stretch here. Uh, he goes on to kind of look at Clintac's drafts and how they've been pretty mediocre. You look at a team like the Dodgers and, and the guys that they've had in some of the drafts that Clintac has already. It's hard to judge some of those drafts, but they've already got guys coming up to the majors who are top 2015 products. Gavin Lux, Dustin May, both in drafts that the Phillies. Matt Clintac was a part of, So, as uh, Rosenthal pointed out. And, you know, when you just look at the, the dueling rebuilds that happen at the same time at the Braves and the Phillies and just how far ahead the Braves are from every angle. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They clinched the division already this year. They're awesome. They're super talented. They have a bunch of young talent. They're really well built. They have a ton of talent. The miners still, they're a top five farm system in the game. And the Phillies are nowhere near that. And that has to fall in the front office. That is their job. I mean, you, that, you can look at it as it's as simple as that. Look at those two organizations that have been rebuilding for about the same period of time and where one is and where the other. And, yeah, maybe the Braves were a little bit ahead in terms of head start rebuilding, but, I mean, they are light years ahead. The Phillies' only chance is to go out and spend money and sign guys who can help right away. So, I, first of all, I think the Rosenthal piece is really, really interesting. And I think, look, when Rosenthal talks, you have to take it with at least some – level of seriousness because he is so plugged in but this is not a report um but there is some really interesting nuggets in there and it also speaks to the fact that um he's right uh, we've criticized this front office for a while and uh, just the fact that that they were getting a pass for some of the free agent moves and you know the the looking at this staff and like we talked about the miss on Pavetta, the injuries sure but that's not a full excuse you have to be better you have to do better and you have to invest in this team and they didn't do that so that was a really interesting piece. Uh, shout out to Rosenthal for, for writing it. And I thought there were some really interesting nuggets in there. The Chris Young thing is fascinating. The Gabe Kapler thing is fascinating. And really the whole um, critique at the front office is really interesting because I do think that that is something where, you know, this, this is the kind of thing where it could get some momentum in terms of a talking point as we've, you know, kind of start to head down to the end of the season here. This Phillies team... I don't think it's going to make the playoffs, and questions are going to be asked. And, yes, there were injuries, but that can't be the excuse. Again, the Yankees are a perfect example. The Yankees have guys like Gio Urshela and Mike Talkman and, you know, Mike Ford and people I'd never heard of before. I'd heard of Gio Urshela, but, like, I mean, guys no one's ever heard of before. They have to play in, like, all-stars. That's that's organizational ability that's developing talent that's turning players into something. I mean, and they have... Uh, it's just frustrating to think about. It's frustrating to think about because the Phillies really have done a really bad job here, and, and I'm happy Rosenthal called the front office out for it because um, he's on point with everything he wrote. All right, big night tonight is again the Phillies. Can't afford another loss here. Jason Vargas will take the hill as uh, he will take on Max Fried to battle lefties. Fried is super talented and has had some really nice starts. He's been up and down at times, but really – talented kid and Vargas is Vargas so look uh, Vargas usually keeps him in games the offense has to score some runs is that too much to ask for this lineup to score some runs I feel like it shouldn't be I feel like they need to do something at home and it does feel like the kind of game they win they lose last night come back tonight and win and then lose again or then win two in a row then lose the last one I, you know that's what they do that's what they do but uh, tonight, it just feels like they really have to win tonight. And I know they could lose tonight and then 
lose win the last two and then they still split but i think they have to win this series which means they have to win three in a row and i don't see that happening but obviously if it's gonna happen it has to start tonight so we'll see hopefully they can uh prove me wrong and it would start tonight and hopefully jason vargas can keep them in the game and the line can actually do something against a good pitcher and uh we'll see we'll see if the braves are good the phillies are less good <laughs> but that doesn't mean the phillies can't win tonight either way We'll be back to talk about that and a whole lot more tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.